So why do we have to go back to our childhood beliefs even after we believe or we've been through an amazing awakening experience? That is the question for today. Welcome to Tales of Recovery. My name is Gris Alves. And in this podcast, we recover, we get back what literally was our birthright and has been either taken away or we've given it away um, through belief systems or wherever you were born and the cultural limitations and prisons of society and the standards that are imposed upon us to um, apparently be better humans. However, I don't believe in all that shit. I think we can each find our own way. And this is what this podcast is about. So this morning I was listening to, um, I don't remember if it was a tech talk or a video about how this person found an amazing awakening through yoga and retreats and meditation. And now he was okay with, again, praying to Jesus and Virgin Mary. And I just thought, you know, that's interesting. That's really interesting that we go back to this safety, the security of, okay, you know, I don't believe in this religious stuff. Um, and honestly, if you know, okay, so in case this is your first time listening, which I highly doubt, but if it is, my story is like born in Mexico City, sort of Catholic, but not really. My mom didn't really care. Then we moved to the United States and... Um, you know, back and forth of really just going to church in the middle, in this little small town called Tijuana, and it was just really fucking annoying having to go every Sunday, and it was just like gag meat with a spoon, so boring, you know, that priest, you don't really understand what they're saying, wah, 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 but all these, like, rules that aren't really even related to whether or not you go to church, they're just imposed on you and your culture. As a woman, you know, don't have sex, don't, don't, don't wear that outfit, don't do this, don't do that, you're going to... Uh, you know, that's just shameful and all this guilt and ugh, so much fucking damage that this Christianity church does. And so um, and in general, I mean, they were just they took a hold of this idea um, taken from, I guess, the life of Jesus, who was a full on freaking badass yogi who was probably taking psychedelics out in the desert and just this woke ass dude who wanted everybody else to wake up. But no, they take it and they put it in this little package to rally up and just take over the entire European, I mean, the Roman Empire worked it out. And they were killing people left and right, women to the core, all the way down to the United States, colonizing in Mexico, South America, North America, everywhere. And so, and people are still going and baptizing their kids, like wake up and smell the coffee. And I mean, I understand we're not all on the same journey, but I see people with college and masters and PhDs and still thinking that this shit is real. And then, okay, fine, you have a breakdown, you deconstruct, you realize maybe it's not that real. Maybe this is why I'm having a problem with relating to others without feeling that uh, I can't be me. Or maybe this is why I can't have the most freest, most sensual, amazing sex ever because I feel like, you know, the priest and the nun are watching me in the bedroom. Or maybe I just don't have um, a capacity to, to relieve to get away from this fear of death because that's what they've imposed on me with this freaking religion. And so you start to have a breakdown. And it's hard, you guys. It's hard to leave these fucking belief systems. It's hard to turn and go, say, tell your family, hey, I don't believe this. I don't believe even beyond religion what you guys are sort of like imposing here on us. These certain structural success, um, you know, measurements. Uh, I just... It's exhausting and I'm trying to do something else. Like, you know, you hit 
whatever age, 30, 40, 50, and you're like, whoa, the end is coming, the end is near, and what the fuck am I doing? Just doing what you're telling me to do and being in this little matrix machine. So as you exit, if you do end up having an amazing experience of breaking down and deconstructing all these beliefs that you've sort of been imposed to as you grow up, it's hard. Let me just tell you how fucking hard it is. It's really hard because you feel like a traitor. You doubt. I mean, this shit is pathologically imposed on you. So you have to do so much work. And, you know, like Joe Dispenza and all these other like neuroscience people coming and study Buddhism and different religions of the world and going on traveling adventures by yourself. And like um, these these retreats and more and more yoga and more meditation and whatever the hell you have to do. Psychedelics. Yes, think goddess for psychedelics and the experience in a safe place with a good teacher yes and you know shaman who knows what they're doing and um and then integrating it after but expanding your consciousness to see we're in this tiny little planet floating in the middle of nowhere and it's scary but it's also mysterious and deep and fucking amazing and so as hard as it is as hard as it is to like travel into this deconstruction of knowing like you pastor or priest as a nun or maybe it's in your temple or whatever religion you're struggling with that you you kind of were born into and you or you kind of were maybe sucked into it's okay for you to feel like you need uh, answers in a different place maybe that helped you for a while i mean to be honest when I was, you know, back in the East Lake Church days in Chula Vista, it helped me because I had little kids and I had a great space to have them watch them while I was over there just in the band singing or hanging out with people. It was a good space for me during that time for me to, um, you know, make some friends and create community. And yeah, it got old pretty quick. But what I'm saying is it's part of the journey. It's part of the journey. I mean, I was doing yoga the whole time, so it was cool. <laughs> and then... Um, well, maybe just on and off. But regardless, it was a difficult process to leave because it wasn't just like, hey, this isn't really making sense. Like, I'm suffocating again. I remember the sensation when I was really, you know, using drugs in my late 20s and I feel like suffocated and I want more and there's just, this isn't serving me. I remember when I, like, maybe a month before I went and got completely clean and sober, it just wasn't serving me anymore. I mean, I did all the drugs available, drank all the alcohol available. I was like... And I was still feeling yuck, like this wasn't serving. And after doing all, you know, taking all the drugs of this, you know, religion stuff, because really Christianity for me was like the second drug. It was just like another addiction. It's like heroin, right? And you feel like, well, you can't, you got to keep going. You got to keep going. You got to go get your fix. And all of a sudden it doesn't work anymore. It doesn't fucking work anymore. So when it stops working, what do you do? There's withdrawal syndromes and it hurts and it's hard. And, you know, you have to have help. And it took me at least a year of not even saying anything, of just sort of like wondering, like, how, how am I going to do this? Like, what, you know, how am I going to tell him? Like, I mean, do I even tell Julio? Like, you know, I mean, Mexican, Mexicans are like, whether or not you go to church, that's it, man. Jesus y la Virgen Maria. That's just the way it is. And even if you don't believe and you don't have this deep connection with like the mystery and all these exercises of contemplative practice, you're still in the middle of the night praying just in case. You're doing that cross before you get into that airplane. You're bringing that rosary with you to wherever because like, oh shit, no voy a hacer. You just bring it in. So it's, in, it's just embedded in us and it's so much fear and it sucks so bad. So it's like, for me, it took 
it was hard to be like, okay, well, I'm going to go to the sweat lodge to Muscat and like, oh, this feels so much better. Like drumming and just singing and sweating it out and talking about like grandparents and great grandparents and ancestors and all that they've had to go through. And I think this makes a little bit more sense in my body. And this feels a lot more free. Oh, this feels so much better. And, or even like yoga, 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 just weeping in the middle of a yoga class or like wondering what the hell is happening here. No wonder these Christians don't want you to go to yoga because you begin to expand your awareness and realize that there is no one God. You are God. All of these other symbols and names are just symbols and names, you know, to, to, to make it tangible, to give it a meaning, to create a story. Stories are... Stories are life, man. Stories are like they touch you hard. They give you um, a perspective from another person. They have a, a special meaning. They teach certain different things. And that's what most of these sacred books are. Stories, wisdom, love. I mean, yeah, you get all into it. There might be codes in there and, you know, like sacred geometry and all this other stuff that I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know anything. All I know is to me... It just seems a little bit frustrating that we need to go back and grasp onto this, you know, who are we thinking or who are we praying to or whatever. Because I remember when I first, like the first or second year in this whole deconstruction process, I mean, I had a lot of help from different friends, but the main people that I looked into was the people up in Seattle. Yes. He's like up in Seattle or Washington, Bethel, Washington, um, you know, Ryan, Michelle Meeks, and everybody that would share there, they were going sort of through the same process. So it was so helpful to listen to them, to read Rob Bell and the people that they were, you know, hanging out with and others that were like-mindedly opening up into a more broad way of expanding the spirit, you know, like getting out of this prison cell of this is a way it has to be and this is the only way to believe or else. Um, so that, that exit, you know, it, it, it's a hard, it's a hard road. It took me a long time, but there's so many other people already doing it ahead of us. You could just reach out, ask for help. And so they were very helpful. And, and what happened is I think I started this process. Well, I think my daughter started first. I mean, Paula was like, mom, this is a bunch of bullshit. So we'd go to the beach and I'd be like, oh, you know, what are we going to do? I don't want her to not be in connected to earth and spirit, you know, but, but I don't. But I don't have the answers. So we just like spend a lot of time in nature, connect in love. And that was it. And, you know, when I was doing my deconstruction process, my husband was still like, wait a moment. Wait, huh? What do you mean? You're God. You need to calm down. And like barely two, three years into it, he began to sort of talk about and see some of the things that I was seeing back then. So everybody's on a different, um, you know, uh, speed level or velocity, whatever you want to call it. And that's even if you're willing and open to see things differently and then transform those things differently inside of your body. Because it's one thing to think about it and agree, yes, of course, um, colonization is bad. And yes, of course, the church was bad. But then you go to bed at night and you're like, oh, yeah, Father, what do you have in just in case, just in case? Because in your body, you haven't done this, these processes. And that's why all these like, you know, drumming and dancing and yoga and movement and different therapies and sound healing and all this other stuff we're doing now with our bodies is so important because we've been so disconnected it's all been up in the head and nothing in the body that's what people are drinking all the time it's the only way to you people could get into their body with all these freaking restrictions and legal shit you know but the thing is for a while there 
Um, and, and part of what I like to do in this podcast is tell you the process. Like I ask my guests, how, how did you do this? Like, how did, were you able to get from A to B to C to D? So for me, part of one of the, the processes was besides meditating every day was to study and read and read and read a lot about where all these belief systems came from. And so reading history way, 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 way beyond before Christianity, like the beginning of the earth, all of the earth-based um, religions. Um, hold on, because some motherfuckers here are not aware that I don't have a studio and that I have to record in my uh, dining room. So let me just tell them to mosey on out. Be right back. Okay, sorry, I'm back. It's just difficult. But you know what? We don't do perfect here. This is just the unperfect podcast. Maybe that's what I should call it. Uh, also, I think I'm going to start a Spanish podcast because there's a lot of really cool people that I want to interview and talk to in Spanish. Um, Recuperando la vida. That's going to be the name of it. And so anyway, I studied and read and like just realized like, oh, I think we've all been kind of making this shit up for years and years and years because we just don't know what to do. And, you know, because it's just so big and we don't really have a hundred percent instruction book on why we're here. And so these different beliefs come and go and we're kind of like re it's like a remake of all like an old movie made new like remaking of old myths into new new religions and blah 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 I mean come on now the Jehovah's Witness the freaking Book of Mormon I mean all of these like spoofs off of the main Christianity story who's also taking you know robbed it from stories from before and before and before and and so I um I'm going to look for this episode that I, that I heard once from the, uh, that Ryan talked about, and he actually was able to quote and say, like, all of these different religions so that you can go in and check them out. And so it, you begin to feel very disappointed, very dis- I was feeling very disappointed with everything that I thought was real that was not, but also very excited about, oh, okay, I know something, and I'm remembering things that I know are um, deeper and richer and yes, scarier, because I'm not used to it, and I've been told that it's wrong, but it's not. And so you just begin to have this expansion and this growing of leaving certain beliefs and then coming into an experience, just an experience. And you know, when you hang out with people that are dying, loved ones, non-loved ones, people that you're helping, you see some things in these psychedelic journeys or even in deep, deep meditations and traveling alone, and you begin to touch the mystery and I began to see, like, this is way beyond words. This is way beyond names. This is way beyond anything. And there's this extreme gratitude. I remember one time just laughing at myself going, well, I don't really say, you know, thank you, God, this. Thank you, God. I just think it's just like, well, thank you, everybody. I mean, whoever it is that's helping, whoever it is that's out there, I just give a big thank you, everybody. It, to me, it's been very intrinsic and very deep when I do, like, uh, my yoga practice. I really, it's like a ceremony to me. Like, and I even... It is, it is. It's like I light incense, I offer, and I get into this inner strength. Um, and it's not like a devotion to me. It's just like this, it's just like this magic thing that happens inside. And I think that's the experience that we all seek. You know, the transcendence, getting out of this limited box of thinking that we're just this little robot. We're so much more. I mean, the the energetic essence and then what lives through us, that connection uh, it's incredible and to have to bring it back down to oof, like to rob all of that magic and have to call it well it's it's the Krishna or it's the Buddha or it's this or it's the Jesus or it's the Mary um, it's just 
it's okay. It's fine. I understand it. But it triggers me. It's like, no, it's not necessary, people. It's okay if you... It, to me, it seems like it's superstitious, like just in case. And it's scary because, and I, I'll tell you what, I mean, I had a little altar with all I have in my altar. There's a little Buddha. There's my, my picture of me when I was a baby coming in here, the little girl grease. And then there's like this beautiful, like little uh, clay um, figure of mother, of mother earth. And then I have my big, you know, Virgin Mary ring. And these are all goddess sim symbols to me. You know, I think goddess, because uh, I think God is a woman. <laughs> um, that's just the way it comes in through me. And again, like I said, these are just symbols. It doesn't mean that I'm bright or that I'm, that I, this is the only way. This is my experience. And to me, it feels more comfortable knowing that because, you know, Mother Earth births us just like we birth babies if you're a woman or even if you're not you have the capacity or the organs in your body to do it or you're supposed to um but it's it's um it's this magical thing but when i did have these little symbols there on my altar in the beginning of my husband's journey in this or my kids they would ask me like why do you have all these little symbols there? like why like why do you have the little buddha and why do you have this little um all these rocks and crystals and i'm like these are just elements to remember they don't mean it doesn't mean that i'm now devoted to them or married or have a contract i'm going to tithe to them i have this little <laughs> commitment paperwork it's just uh it's art it's art it's devotion and it, the intention is what matters to me you know i have many altars throughout my house i have you know beautiful red rose petals on um in where i have a picture of my husband and i and candles and flowers and this is my devotion my intention to my marriage i'm committed to grow in love and commitment with my husband and to expand whatever we are here to do together for each other and to just to love and enjoy each other while we can and then i have an altar with all of the things that i bring from my garden because it's, it's like a gratitude for me i can't believe from one seed you get all of these amazing peppers or beans or corn and so I take one of these and I set it up in the altar uh, next to this beautiful plant that I have with water. And that's just to me a remembering of gratitude. And, you know, there's one in front of my, in my room with all of my crystals. And that's where my little Mother Earth stands and the little Buddha and the pictures. And that's where I meditate. And that's where I remember to give thanks. And sometimes I just high five it. And sometimes I sit there and I'm really aware of all of the elements that are on there. And I light my my candle and that's where I open Akashic Records and that's where I do my shamanic journeying and that's where I study my journey, my continuance of seeking the mystery and of touching that um, amazing whatever, whatever, whatever the hell we're doing here. It's amazing. But it's been, um, you know, interesting how I don't really feel guilty or the need to go back and make sure that I have a cross there or that I have the Jesus. Because to me, that's just, no, no, dude. Jesus was like fucking Gandhi or like, you know, Buddha or Mother Teresa or like some dope ass awoken dude who wanted everybody else to awake. And he had a really cool message. But that doesn't mean I have to carry his cross around just in case, you know. I, I To me, you all do what you need to. But that's the important thing to notice is that these are all symbols and ways for us to make meaning because humans are meaning making machines why because it's so big and just so vast and we don't even know anything really but the 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 main point of this podcast today is to realize that we go back to something that's like a security blanket that may 
be more hurtful than good. Um, you know, I, I see a lot of really intelligent, beautiful human beings still taking their babies to get baptized, it's like, why are you doing that if you don't think that that's true? Why? I get it, because it's a ritual, and you don't have any other options. You don't think doing a temazcal is good because you're not really, you know, into that stuff because you've been colonized and you think that that's just for hippies or the Indians and you're, you know, too white for that shit, maybe. And I don't mean to be aggressive in here, but uh, I guess I am kind of being a bit aggressive. But I'll tell you what, I went through the same thing, so just chill. Um, I That is really what I see is like, if you are just kind of lightly doing it for the fun party, whatever. But if you really think about it, you might be confusing your children and you might be avoiding your own seeking and depth into this mystery that doesn't have any freaking security belt. It's just, it's open wide. And the only way through is through. With experiences, with, you know, different contemplative practices, with therapies, with psychedelics, with studying, with however you want it. And the real thing, to be honest, is to connect with uh, with yourself, which is love. <laughs> and I don't, I don't think love has uh, a specific symbol or name or, or religion. Love is just love. And in, in this mystery of expansion, you know, like loving awareness, there does there is no need for naming or grasping onto any little symbol. If that's what helps you, that's fine. I mean, to me, honestly, sometimes my mala beads help just to go one by one by one when I'm breathing and meditating. Um, and I know that there's energy in certain rocks and crystals and those are cool, but you don't need them per se. It's not like if I don't bring it on the airplane, the airplane is going to fall. <laughs> um, but um, certain tools, I guess, are good to have handy it's the 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 main purpose here is just for me really to vent and to to say how how um just how intensely i feel it's so important to continue to seek so that you don't have to grasp onto a superstitious belief that really didn't serve anybody and that fucked the path of the world um yeah well that's it for that if you have comments or any questions or you know want to discuss this further i would love to just send me a message i'm grisalves on instagram and uh my email and everything is in there as well because these are just fun topics to discuss i mean i got a letter another letter a couple of weeks ago from another jehovah witness telling me that they're so sorry they can't come bother me at my house well they didn't say bother but they can't come to the house because of covid so now they're writing letters to let you know about their religion and their temple. And I'm just thinking, why are you sending so many letters if don't you guys have a belief system where only certain people are going to get saved? Like, no, you guys aren't all going to fit if you keep sending letters and if you keep knocking on doors. I mean, nobody's going to fit. And the thing, too, is this. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm, I just wonder, like, some dear friends are so smart putting their stuff up on Instagram, on Facebook about their one specific way or that the Mormon book is this, or that this, and, and, and I just wonder, you know, it's 2020, man. Do you understand that, uh, you know, it's cool to coexist, but also can you try to not, I guess people want their own clan to grow. I mean, I guess that's why, you know, because then you get more money and then it's like a business, but it's not working, everybody. It's not working. No. 
I think really doing the work of letting all that go and the hard work because it's hard, difficult work. I tell you that. Um, of really experiencing a freedom of this is the main word right here. Ready? El desapego. In English, that would be unattachment. Not being attached to anything. And honestly, thank you for listening because I feel so much more unattached to the trigger of this morning's um, video that I saw. Um, I love being able to come here and speak. And thank you for listening if you're listening. Um, let's just grow and expand and let go and let go and let go. Ah, that was Tales of Recovery. I'm feeling much better. Gracias, amigos, amigas. Y de todo lo de entre medio de esos dos, we'll see you guys next time. Bye.